Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. You can follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Starting to blow up Locked On Podcast Network in general. Listen, listenership has never been higher. We just got an email pulling the curtain back. Just brought in a, a top-tier saleswoman to come in and take us to the next level. So if your company wants to reach an upscale male audience then your company's ad should be running here on this podcast. So uh, to get your company connected with this audience, email Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E, at LockedOnPodcast.com or email Locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, at LockedOnPodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. You want to get in on the ground floor here, especially Locked On Cardinals. We do something that's a little bit different than normal podcast, especially around the Phoenix area. Alex Lancey Bobrock. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So we had an interesting conversation yesterday, and, and we're going to kind of pivot to something new today. Finally, there's a new list on ESPN.com that we get to dissect unnecessarily. It's NFL's best and worst offensive arsenals. Bill Barnwell is a really respected guy, ESPN staff writer, that put these together. And Bo, so before you, you know the answer, I mean, because we looked at this already, but before you saw where the Arizona Cardinals were slated, where would you put them one to thirty-two? Going yeah, I into think 2019? listeners. I think the listeners are going to be a lot like I was, and kind of shocked by where the Cardinals ended up on this list. I think that this is a team that has the potential to be a top twenty offense. What they invested in the offense this off season and hiring Cliff Kingsbury, making the change to Kyler Murray, what they did at the wide receiver position, what they're trying to do at the tight end position, how they think that they can actually utilize David Johnson, I mean, that should be enough for this team to go from the seller, the bottom of the NFL offenses, to into the top 20, I would think. I mean, as much as they've invested in it, you, you would think that it would pay off, but it seems like a guy like Barnwell isn't kind of drinking the Kool-Aid as far as the Cardinals in this offensive makeover. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. And listen, all, we could start every conversation or end every conversation with – that's all fine as long as Kyler Murray's good. I mean, that's we just right. remove ourselves from that conversation because it it would get the redundancy would would be uh, would make me want to throw up. But the bottom feeders of this list: Jacksonville thirty two, Denver thirty one, Miami thirty, uh, Washington twenty eight. I mean, I guess you can kind of see that. Um, you know, Baltimore twenty six, Buffalo twenty five. These are teams that have trouble putting up points, and. It's interesting because you have Seattle at 29. And, and we, we talked, well, when, when Bo was off, uh, and I did one by myself a couple days ago, Russell Wilson has been able to turn poppers into princes from the wide receiver position forever. I mean, that's kind of what he does, is he just puts these guys that, that are kind of lower-level talents, or at least lower-level impact guys around the NFL that people know and, and, and follow – and puts them in the end zone, and they put up points, and they win games, and a lot of it had to do with the Legion of Boom initially, but Russell Wilson has led the NFL in all-purpose yards, I believe, from the quarterback position, touchdowns. This dude is a beast. They have him at 29, and I know that Doug Baldwin yeah. retired, and Tyler Lockett's their number one now, and Jimmy Graham's gone, and they, they rely a lot on their running game, and they have 14 running backs that they use every game. But it's it's interesting that if if he's dropped so low at twenty nine out of thirty two, how can you expect the Arizona Cardinals to be that much higher? 
I mean, if that's yeah, like the, the baseline for this, it, it you can't expect much more. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty absurd when you look at it. I mean, what he's trying to do is to project the 2019 offenses, and then you kind of see that through the 32 teams. You look at it, and it's like he does that with some of them, and then he takes – you know, he either buries a team for their past performance and kind of the unknown as far as young teams like the Cardinals or, like you mentioned, the Seahawks. He's giving no benefit of the doubt of, of Russell Wilson, who played at an MVP clip for the last couple of years with 35 touchdowns and a run-heavy offense. And, and the, the difference between the Seahawks' offense, really, this year and last year, is you don't have an injury-riddled Doug Baldwin anymore. I mean, he wasn't that big of a player in their offense last year, they make the switch between J.R. Sweezy comes to the Cardinals from the offensive line, and you add Mike Upati, that might be a, a, a tough move for them to, to kind of get better from. But, man, they're not the 29th-ranked offense. And you, they were what? They, were, they ranked in 2018-28, so they're, they're falling even further. They're 16th in 2017. I don't know. I just, I'm not buying it into it. If you've got a quarterback of caliber of Russell Wilson, I think your offense goes – as your quarterback goes. And that, for me, I mean, as far as in-game situations, on a week-by-week basis, that, he, that at least puts them in a top-20 offense to me. I mean, if you can score, it seems like with that defense and with Russell Wilson, if you can get to 21 points, that's your magic number, and you're going to win more football games than you lose. Yeah, I, but, but how many times did you mention the defense with the overall makeup of that team? Like, that, that's been part, that's always been their strong suit, which has allowed Russell Wilson to do what he does. I mean, especially early on. Like, he's had – they made the playoffs last year. I mean, yeah. I, they almost beat Dallas. I mean, a team that – the team that they were way inferior to, except Russell Wilson being the best player on the field most of the time that he takes the field. So, uh, we will tell you where Arizona Cardinals slated after the break, but a couple teams that are at the top – we talked yesterday about the Cleveland Browns kind of being a year ahead of the curve of where the Cardinals want to be again – parentheses, if Kyler Murray knows how to play football in the NFL, they're ranked third. I mean, they went from 30th in 2017 to 13th in 2018, and a lot of that was coupled in a bunch. It it was bunched up in three or four games. There was the overtime game against Oakland where there was almost 100 points scored. They put up a couple duds this year, so the average was 13, but they were way more polarizing last year than putting up good numbers all 16 weeks. But they're third, man. I mean, that's crazy to me. That's crazy they jumped that high. Dallas is six. I mean, those are not those are teams that rely on defense, um, holding on to the ball, running the clock, and putting up points where they can. But the fact that they're both in the top seven is crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah, it is kind of nuts. I mean, Amari Cooper has completely transformed that offense. I agree that they're better than they were going into 2018, but man, to give them that much credit, and then it, that, that's what I'm saying, especially with the Browns, it's like you're giving them credit for performances that haven't happened yet. I mean, this is all off of, you know, projecting and what their promise could be and their potential could be, but they haven't done anything. So that's why it's kind of head-scratching as you go through this list. Is it seems like Barnwell is giving the benefit of the doubt to some teams and then taking it away from other teams. And I think that continues to be a little bit of a bias. And, uh, you know, is it merited with the Cardinals? And we'll tell you exactly where they fall after the break, but I, I really think that there is a bias in not necessarily giving credit where it's due and giving credit where it's not due uh, with a team like the Browns, 
uh, putting them third. It's crazy to me that the Cowboys are, are top ten as well. I mean, I know they have Zeke. I know they have Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott is one of those guys. Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, I think the question is an easy answer. Danger Russ is a way better quarterback than Dak is. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's no question about it. Plus, he's got the hotter wife. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On <laughs> Cardinals. There's one more surprise in the top ten that I have to talk about, especially with the other four teams that immediately precede, proceed, follow this team that's number eight. It's absolutely ridiculous. But first, Bo's got something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about Wilson, Russell Wilson and Sierra's bride. I mean, let's, let's talk about it. They're Go always Hawks. on social media. It's too much. Uh, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were just ready to go? Now, just listen up. The performance, you can get an extra confidence. You can get in bed. BlueChew.com. It's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. is isn't for just guys who can't perform. It's for anyone who wants extra extra function, enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, it gets rid of that awkwardness that we all just cringe thinking about. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code locked on. Try it free. Blue Chew, better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring Locked On Cardinal. Coming up, Crazy 8. And we'll break down the linebackers of the NFC West in the last segment. Both coming up, Locked On Cardinals. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So, man, we're breaking down this uh, Bill Barnwell list of the top you know, all uh, breaking down the def- um, what the hell is it called? The just the offensive firepower of the of the of the thirty two teams in the NFL, ranking them one to thirty two. Uh, we talked about how Cleveland skyrocketed up to number three, and this is all again both picking and choosing based on potential where you want to implement it and where you want to remove the potential part, and just look at the actual roster and the experience that comes along with it. Number eight, no other than the New York Giants. What? And the crazy part about this is 2018, and I don't know if this is okay. This, when we say uh, the numbers that we're saying, the 2018 rank, Bill Barnwell had them at number two. So it, this wasn't the final numbers, I don't believe. I believe these. This is where he had them ranked before the season started, the same time last year. So he had them ranked at number two. That was obviously with OBJ, etc. They have Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard as their wideouts. Saquon Barkley looks to be the next one, the next great one, barring injury. Evan Ingram, if he can stay on the damn field, could be the best tight end in football. I mean, especially with the rapport he has with Eli Manning. But he just can't stay healthy, can't get any sort of momentum. But the fact that he's eight, the, the Giants are eight, and immediately following them, Patriots nine, Falcons 10, Chargers 11, Colts 12. I think it's safe to say that those four teams have better <laughs> offenses than the New York Giants. Is that fair? I mean, am I am I overstepping yeah. here? <laughs> no, I, I think that this list is just horribly flawed, and for whatever reason, Barnwell's putting more stock in a franchise running back than he is 
in a franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson. And, and, I mean, just look at the rest of this list. I mean, the Cowboys are at six. The Vikings are at five. Eagles somehow cracked the top five. They're at four. As you mentioned, the Cleveland Browns, even the number one team, how do the Rams, with all the question marks surrounding Todd Gurley, how do they get the number one offense? The team that scored, what was it? How many points did they score in the, in the Super Bowl? Less Alex? than four. It wasn't, yeah, it was not good. It was, it was, it was rough. They have not been the same offense without Todd Gurley, uh, you know, in the backfield for them for, uh, for the, what, the end of the 2018 season throughout the playoffs. They were able to kind of survive and, and go into the Super Bowl as the representative of the NFC. But come on, the number one team, they're gonna, they've got a better offense than the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are probably your best offense in the league. It's just kind of interesting to me. And as you said, I mean, just kind of take, picking and choosing where you're going to project uh, some of these teams that tap into their potential. It's just kind of, it's kind of curious to me. We're looking at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 14th. You're going to buy into uh, the turnover machine that was last year and Jameis Winston, and he's just going to figure it out under Bruce Arians in his first year, which we've seen firsthand with a guy like Carson Palmer, who did way more in the NFL than Jameis Winston has done to date when he took over the reins of Bruce Arians offense here in Arizona, and he had over, what did he have, 20 turnovers his first year. That's going to still happen. Um, not much of a run game there in Tampa Bay either. I don't know how they crack, you know, top 15 in the offenses. And then we're looking at the Cardinals and all that they did and what they invested. They're at the near bottom of this list. Yeah, uh, and you know what? I, I think enough teasing. Carolina's 22? I know, isn't that crazy? Like, so, okay, so the Cardinals are 27. The Cardinals yeah. are, are are twenty seven, and again, if Kyler Murray was in his second year and they won six games up from three last year, they would probably be in the teens, low teens, you would, yeah, or yeah. high teens. High is it high teens? Yeah, yeah, high teens. They'd be, probably be in the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen range. But because there's so many question marks, and because most of the skill position players on offense are rookies or second year with Christian Kirk. I get it. I mean, he's hedging his bet. It's a lot easier to undervalue and be like, man, nobody had that, than put them at 12 and be like, oh, man, they're the 30th-ranked offense in the league after Kyler Murray gets hurt week two. I mean, it's it's easier. You're, you're saving face a little bit more by doing it this way. Like, I understand it. But the fact that the, – the fact that the Ravens – like, the Ravens' offense is predicated upon a running back who's your quarterback. And this isn't saying that Lamar Jackson can't, you know, isn't a an, an average passer. He is not a good passer. He's a below yeah. average passer in a day and age where you need to be able to huck the ball thirty times to win. You know, I mean, if you look at this guy throwing the ball, he just looks uncomfortable. It's look, he looks uncomfortable throwing a spiral. And I don't know if this is. You know, it, it was the first first year jitters where you just go the animal instinct of you go to what you know and he runs the ball and he broke all those single season records for quarterback rushing the ball. And we may be looking at that with Kyler Murray this year. We have no idea. But Buffalo, I mean, Josh Allen had four good games last year, most of which were on the ground. So, I, I you know, I don't I, know. I have found the silver lining, though, of – just this this crappy, horribly flawed list uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm ready with bated breath here. You want it now? Yeah, uh, oh, is this a, is that what we call a tease? 
I think it is, Buzz. Aren't we going to get in? We're going to get into the uh, the linebackers of the NFC West and where the Arizona Cardinals stack up against the rest of the division. Now nah, we'll do that tomorrow. Okay, we'll do that tomorrow. I mean, we got plenty of time. We got a couple weeks till training <laughs> camp till we have any sort of meet. So we may as well. Um, yeah, we'll wait till tomorrow. We will hear what Bo has to say. The silver lining of this list that's an atrocity. Next, locked on Cardinals. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner and listen to me on the Freaks 1 to 4 p.m. Fox Sports 910 Phoenix Monday through Friday. Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Brack. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. So before the break, Bo uh, gave what we call a tease in the industry, uh, Silver Linings playbook for this whole this whole list that's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, it. I I wish that, the first paragraph of this would be like bullet points. This is what I base this on for every team. Not just for, you know, where I can pick and choose every team. And uh, you, you didn't really get that. So, Bo, what's the silver lining, bro? All right. Without the, the Academy Award winning performance of Jennifer Lawrence, this is the silver linings playbook. Love her. If you look at this list, yes, what's not to like? You've got the Seattle Seahawks at 29. You've got the Baltimore Ravens at 26. You've got the Detroit Lions at number 18. Are you kind of following the pattern? Do, do you recognize any, anything from those, those four teams, the Carolina Panthers at 22? Do, does, is that ringing a bell at all? No. No. Well, that would be the first four games on the schedule for the Arizona oh, nice. Cardinals. So. The first game you play, you play, and I think this is, a, this is an overranked offense because we saw this offense in action, or it was they were on the field. I wouldn't say they were in action. You and I watched in one of the worst NFL games ever witnessed uh, in person by you and I between the Lions and Cardinals last oh. year. Uh, somehow, this team, they're giving them, because the addition of first-round pick T.J. Hawkinson, they're the 18th-ranked offense in the league. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how that's possible. But uh, the Lions are 18, and I think that they probably are not going to uh, – I, I think that that's their ceiling. So that's not a very high-ranked offense. And then you go week two against the Baltimore Ravens. That's a team that ranks just above the Cardinals at 26. And then you take on, what, Carolina? And then you take on Seattle. And those are all 20th in, in higher-ranked offenses. So the first couple weeks of the season, according to Bill Barnwell – you're not exactly facing a ton of offensive firepower. Then it kind of changes. Then you're then you're facing some top fifteen uh, offenses, according to Barnwell. The next stretch of the season, the next fourth of the season, your next four games would be Cincinnati, Atlanta, New York, uh, New Orleans, and those are all top fifteen teams, according to Barnwell. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, the the first four games of the season are going to be so important for this team to get off to a good start. But I think that's the silver lining is you're going to have an opportunity. Um, if you can't get much offense going, if your defense can kind of hold serve, you could be in a good spot, and you could pull out a couple wins against these teams in the Lions, Ravens, Panthers, and Seahawks, especially if the Panthers don't have Cam Newton at full strength yet. I mean, and that could bode well for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, having three of the first four games at home is gigantic, and playing those teams yeah. that, yeah, as you said, have, have lower-rated uh, offenses. I mean, it's we're going to find out right away. I mean, we're going to find out right away. And listen, the Lions, they brought in Danny Amendola, C.J. Anderson. 
they brought in Jesse James and then drafted TJ Hawkinson, which I don't really doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But they lost Golden Tate. They lost their their uh, target monster guys. So you're right. I mean that that's very interesting. Playing the Ravens in warm weather is important. So with this offense, we will find out right away whether they are the 27th ranked or if they were they were rated much lower than what was than what we're to expect. In um in the 2019 season, the one thing that's going against them is that three out of those four teams have really good defenses that they're playing to start. So yeah. it's um it's gonna be the great equalizer. Offenses that they're playing against may not be great, but the defenses with the Ravens, the Panthers, and the Seahawks, and Mr. Bobby Wagner. Okay, really quick, I know this isn't locked on Seahawks. Can you believe that Bobby <laughs> Wagner is a 99 in Madden? Him and Aaron Donald both. Yeah, I was kind of. I was kind of shocked by that as well. I mean, Bobby, the, this dude continues just to mow in Seattle when every, when all of his buddies are gone. He's just an right. absolute beast. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked On Cardinals. The, did ahead. you see the video, though? The video from the game kind of highlighting the, what his, his abilities translate to on the field and who he's lighting up in the highlight? No. Kyler Murray? Yeah, a, a digital <laughs> Kyler Murray is just getting absolutely blown up, blown to pieces no. by 99 overall Bobby no. Wagner. No, don't do it. It's going to make our job so much more difficult if Kyler Murray gets hurt. He's just getting, like, squared up and just <laughs> obliterated. Remember, everybody, Darren Sproles played in this league for eight or nine years before he tore his ACL with New Orleans. He played eight or nine years. I think he tore his ACL with New Orleans. When he was with San Diego, all he did is bounce off the turf. That's it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see that with Kyler Murray in the backfield if and when edge rushers like, well, linebackers like Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald, interior linemen that like to edge rush, Nick Bosa probably get after him. Alex Lancey, Bro, Bro, Bo, Brock, locked on Cardinals. I promise we will rank the NFC West linebacking cores one to four tomorrow here on Locked On Cardinals. Check it out. Yeah, does Wagner and his ninety nine does it does it catapult the Seahawks to the top group in the division? It'd be oh. interesting to see how it plays out. Oh man, top heavy. That's what we call top heavy. I mean, they have KJ Wright too. Yeah. Yikes! All right, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Locked On Cardinals. See. Uh...